Welcome everyone to episode 8 of Healthy Mind Fit Body Podcast. This is Wes and have Kevin on the other line. Hey Kevin. Hey Wes, how's it going? It's going well. Kind of around the holiday season of Halloween. Oh yeah. You got your costume already? Uh, I'm still working on it. Need to pick up a couple things uh, this afternoon after we're done here, but uh, it's coming together. Going to be a Healthy Mind Fit Body technician? <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually going to be an alternative doctor. So, uh, Alternative. Not so much mainstream, huh? Not the mainstream type, but I'll have a stethoscope. So in case uh, anyone needs that, I'm going to be there to help. Maybe dispense some pills, some get uh, cured quick schemes. Yeah, yeah, some pills and some smokable items that uh, you know may help people in some fashion. For medicinal purposes only, right? Of course, yeah, exactly. Excellent. Yes, there are all kinds of concoctions out there in the uh, alternative realm, as well as mainstream, looking at how to increase one's longevity, which is the topic for this podcast. How do we live long enough to live forever? <laughs> or at least long enough to get past 100, right? Yeah, past 100 would be nice. I- I'm actually shooting for 200. If that, were, uh, if that were possible, I'd be all over that. I got my sights set on an even thousand. Even thousand, huh? That'd be good. Thousand years for starters, kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this actually ties in nicely. I just wrote an article on slowing the aging process. Mm-hmm. So, this is good stuff. Figuring out how we're going to live to be at least over 100. Um, then we'll work on the thousand after that. But we can really learn a lot from people that have already done it, right? Yeah, I remember I went to a uh, LA Futurist meeting one time back, uh, I don't know, five years ago. And a guy was talking at uh, the campus of UCLA about centenarians and longevity and looking at the figures and what actually causes people to live long lives. And it's kind of all over the map. If you do the actual research and surveys of people that are over 100, what their uh, claim to fame is. And I guess it boils down to a lot of good genes. And of course, some healthy practices wouldn't hurt either. I mean, I guess if you don't have those good genes, then you've got to try to make up for it some way, right? Yeah, and I think that this article by Bill Sardi gets into it a little bit. It's called, Here Come the Centenarians. Here come the old fogies. Here come the old fogies. So he talks about Japan. and uh, Japan is leading the world by a long shot, actually, as far as the most centenarians. And uh, second is France. But it looks like Japan has, age 80 and over, is 4,700,000. And they have 11,546, apparently, that are age 100 or over. Mm-hmm. And they talk about Okinawa, and that's always the fallback. There's actually a book written about what is going on in Okinawa, why are those people living so long. And, you know, I think uh, in the book, I kind of skimmed through it. I didn't get into the details, but they talk a lot about their diet, of course. And they eat... Eat a lot of fish. Eat a lot of fish and a lot of vegetables, and vegetables that aren't grown in other parts of the country. Just specific to that region? Yeah, and so also the Japanese eat a lot of um, seafood with a lot of omega-3 fatty acids. It definitely has a good effect on preventing various chronic illnesses, cancer and heart disease, stroke. Yeah, and I think that's something that isn't emphasized enough out there is the need to take omega-3s as a supplement. And ideally, the best form would be to take fish oils. Mm -hmm. But especially people that, for whatever reason, don't eat fish, I think that they're really missing out on those anti-inflammatories that are in the uh, omega-3s. 
And we need those. I mean, that isn't something that we should be just skipping because that that will accelerate your aging process. If you're not getting the omega-3s and you're getting a lot of omega-6s, you're definitely going to accelerate your aging process. And that shows up not only in your health, but in your looks. So, you know, that's one thing that uh, I recommend. I mentioned that in the article that I wrote on anti-aging is taking the uh, fish oils or eating, you know, eating fish a couple times a week. Mm Mm-hmm. It's important to look for the capsules. I guess they're all in capsule form. Yeah. And you want the molecularly distilled ones that don't have the various toxins and residues from the various fish because the bigger the fish in the oceans, the more they accumulate toxins. Right. So sometimes you'll see omega-3s from sardines, which are probably a better form of the cold water fishes. Anyway, the other aspect that he talks about here is the French and the French paradox, of course eating more fat and yet having less disease and more longevity. Uh, But they drink a lot of wine. A lot of winos over there in France, right? (laughs) Yeah. No, he says, French who drink three to five glasses of red wine a day experience optimal health benefits. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's going to be tough to do. But like I said earlier before we started, you know, you could spread that out throughout the day. So, you know, maybe have a couple glasses of wine at breakfast and, you know, a couple more at lunch and then one with dinner and you're good to go, right? I tend to pour it on my grape nuts, actually. <laughs> I go to bumwines.com for all my wine. <laughs> <laughs> that probably is actually a site. It is actually a site. Put that in oh, the show notes for all you uh, people that like the cheaper wines. Yeah. <laughs> Mad Dog 2020, Nitrain Express. How about Boone's Strawberry Hill? That's quite a thrill. I found my thrill on Boone Strawberry Hill. Yes. Yeah. So not only does it give you thrills, but it gives you antioxidants. So you think he's talking about the resveratrol in the wine, or is this something else that uh, they're getting out of? You know, I don't think he mentions resveratrol once, does he? Well, he does, actually. He says, um, yet unlike other winemakers who produce wine in assembly line fashion and only ferment their product for one week, The French ferment their wine four weeks and produce a dark red wine that is rich in molecules the public is now becoming familiar with, resveratrol, quercetin, and proanthocyanidins. Say that ten times fast, Kevin. (laughs) I don't even think I'd say it once. (laughs) It'll twist your tongue in a knot three times sideways. And that's before drinking five glasses of wine, right? He says, this is true medicinal wine. This is from a Nature 2006 journal article. So, if confused about which French red wine to try first, uh, taste test wines made from the Tanit grape in the southwestern region of uh, Madaran that are known to be rich in the molecules mentioned above. So, this is kind of being pitched as the holy grail for longevity, but, I mean, these are just epidemiological studies or surveys seeing, okay, why are the French living longer and trying to figure that out because of the numbers of French that are living longer. Um, but I think with the overall message of a healthy mind fit body, which we get into in our book, it's important to have the holistic view of this mind body integration and to try to relieve stress, minimize stress in your life and increase sort of positive aspects of your life and focus on the nutritional aspect that actually is going to keep and maintain a healthy weight for you, a healthy body fat percentage. And all those factors come into play in terms of longevity because, again, not all of us have the good genes where you, you know, can drink or smoke excessively and you end up living over 100. I mean, that's some people do that. It's amazing. Yeah. And that's what he points out in Japan that despite all their bad habits there, I mean, they, they have a really high rate of smoking. And despite all of that, um, they still have the most 
centenarians, mm-hmm. and yet they have those high rates of drinking and smoking. Uh, so, but you know that does go back to what you inherited in your genes and um, probably a few other factors. Yeah, because these are all over the map. Uh, people that are centenarians now, who knows what they ate over those hundred years, right? Right. It could be a whole bunch of different things. But again, you put yourself at a major advantage when you focus on things that are actually good for you that we know are going to be beneficial. And like we mentioned on previous podcasts, minimizing the insulin secretion is an important factor because hyperinsulinemia kind of goes hand in hand with obesity. People are putting out too much insulin, which keeps their body fat locked in and stores even more body fat. And as I recall, that talk that I saw at UCLA this was a researcher that knew uh, Terry Grossman, and uh, he was co-author with Ray Kurzweil of Futurists. Uh, the, the book that they had then was called Fantastic Voyage, Live Long Enough to Live Forever. So both these guys, I think they're in their 60s, uh, but they're getting up there and they're really becoming very aware of the nature of mortality, and they want to extend their lifespans as much as possible. So I know that Ray Kurzweil's got a whole regimen of pills that he's taking, uh, vitamin supplements and so forth, and I think it goes up into the dozens of different types. So he's kind of like throwing lots against the wall and seeing what sticks, basically. But I think what matters are the fundamentals, right? Yeah. I mean, basic nutritional knowledge, the motivation to stay with a certain eating lifestyle, and a mindset that keeps you positive and fosters high self-esteem and a lack of conflict with yourself, even your different sub-selves. Like one self wants to go eat something that you know is not going to be healthy for you, and the other self is battling with that. So how do you integrate that self that isn't in harmony with what is actually good for you to promote a healthy mind-fit body, right? Yeah, and I think we both have talked about how we've come across that um, among different people. They'll say things like, like I had somebody say, uh, you know, I don't want to know if that's bad for me because I like that. Mm-hmm. And it's this idea that I don't want to know the truth because the truth is really, it's going to affect my lifestyle. <laughs> it's going to make me uh, not want to eat the things that I enjoy. Yeah, I had a guy last night tell me that he knows that he's eating foods that are not good for him, that are keeping him not so fit. Yeah. Even though he tries to exercise a lot, he still has the, you know, the love handles. And he said that I don't want to give them up. Yeah. Even though I know that they're not good for me. So there's a conflict right there in bold relief. And how do you overcome those things? Yeah, exactly. Well, you kind of have to sit down and do some introspection and really explore what's going on in your subconscious, your thoughts and feelings on this. And this is what's great about the addendum part of Healthy Mind Fit Body because I have a seven-day program in there where you can actually go through that and explore the different facets of yourself and basically become more integrated. And so you're not trying to make excuses with yourself as to why you're not achieving really what you want. Yeah, exactly. And part of that, of course, is the nutritional aspect, eating the right foods. And there are various ways of looking at what foods are the best to eat. And I think a typical one these days is the Mediterranean diet, right? And this article here that we have on the uh, Daily Mail UK kind of goes through some of those things that you'd get from that kind of diet. Yeah, the article is called, You're As Old As You Eat, Our Guide to Foods That Fight Off Age. And this actually overlaps a little bit with uh, the article that I wrote, so this is good. But it's got some new stuff. Yeah, as new research shows that olive oil could play a vital role in protecting against dementia, we look at the key foods that have shown to be an ally against aging. And of course, number one is olive oil. 
rich in monounsaturated fat, right? And they also say there's a compound in it called oleocanthal. Mm-hmm. It's been found to slow down changes in the brain that lead to Alzheimer's. Researchers believe it will become a key ingredient in medicines designed to combat the disease. And Alzheimer's is a really insidious disease that a high percentage of elderly people get, unfortunately. But another compound to uh, perhaps forestall that is curcumin, the uh, spice that they use in a lot of Indian food. Curry is basically the spice that they use widely in India, but the ingredient is curcumin, and that has been known to uh, potentially be a preventer of Alzheimer's. Or they have a low incidence in India, and they're attributing it to that at least. Yeah. So, yeah, the second thing would be vitamin D, which is good for your bones. And vitamin D you can get, you know, obviously from the sun. And we've talked about that before. Mm -hmm. Get out in the sun for 20, 30 minutes a day. Uh, But it's also found in eggs, oily fish, and animal liver. And so consuming that, uh, it helps to fix calcium in bones. As we're entering this uh, winter season or late fall, with the time change and everything, people aren't going to get as much sun. So it's good to supplement with vitamin D. Yeah, exactly. So here's the oily fish again. So this is pointing out that the omega-3 fatty acids in fish oil have been found to reduce the risk of heart disease and heart attack and to prevent furring up of the arteries. So furring, I haven't really, this is an English newspaper, I take it, right? Yes, fine. Yeah, they, they have some odd words and some weird spellings, but, you know, it's something that, again, is overlooked a lot. And you can also get the omega-3s from certain kinds of meat, like the grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s, so it doesn't just have to be fish. Or wild game, too, if you're a hunter out there. Right. So that was the meat part, right? The University of Texas thing? Yeah, that's right. They have meat in here, too, so they recommend meat, strength. And then there's garlic. Yes, this is good for the Halloween season because it does keep the vampires away. <laughs> As age creeps up, infections can hit you harder. So it's a good immune booster. It has an active molecule called allicin and acts as a general antibiotic against a range of bacteria and viruses. It has been found to combat gastrointestinal infections as well as H. pylori, a microbe that causes stomach ulcers. And then finally we end with the fruit and leafy greens, right? Oh, yeah. And just like we've talked about this as well, almost every diet says it's important to eat your vegetables and eat your greens. So, you know, obviously that's going to be something that's going to help. Um, They point out in this article about eyesight, how fruit and leafy greens will help your eyesight. Yes. Don't forget to wear safety glasses too. That'll protect your eyesight. Yeah. It says eat three portions of fruit a day. Eating three portions of fruit a day has been shown to reduce the risk of developing age-related macular degeneration by more than a third. Mm-hmm. And keep dark leafy greens such as spinach, chard, kale, broccoli, and Brussels sprouts at the top of your list. Yeah, I do a lot of those things. I tend to do a lot of broccoli and uh, kale is so good if you cook it right. It really tastes good. And you put a little olive oil on that and some sea salt. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite vegetables. So this stuff doesn't have to taste bad. I mean, it's like, you know, when you think about leafy greens, it sounds like horrible. But mm-hmm. if you do it right, I mean, I used to do a lot of steaming, you know, or even just putting in the frying pan. You can make these things taste uh, pretty good. Sure. I actually like vinegar with spinach and I think vinegar is good stuff oh, yeah. too. So I think one of the important things too is to focus on the anti-inflammation and disease causing aspects of the longevity sort of framework of looking at things. Because uh, 
as Barry Sears wrote in the anti-aging zone, which the four different aspects run through them really quickly. Lower cortisol levels, which is the stress hormone. So we did a podcast earlier talking about doing excessive amounts of exercise can be deleterious to that. And then lower your insulin levels and your blood glucose levels, which goes hand in hand with the carbohydrates. So lessen your carbohydrate intake. Um, you know, maybe less than 100 grams a day, just as a rule of thumb. And then the last one is free radical damage. You want to lessen your free radicals. And a lot of these things like garlic and leafy greens and all that will combat the free radicals. And vitamin D, of course, will help prevent uh, the cancers that can be very lethal, right? We all know people that have died of cancer. So, I mean, I mentioned at the beginning, kind of jokingly, the thousand years is what I'm shooting for. But I'm pretty much serious about that, folks, because... We have, we're on the cusp, if you read Ray Kurzweil's really optimistic predictions, within the next few decades, we're going to have technologies that will extend our lifespans, you know, gene therapy, all the way to nanomedicine, to assist in reversing the aging process, or at least stalling it. And, of course, Aubrey de Grey is also working on this, too, The End of Aging. One of the books that he has kind of catalogs the seven deadly sins of what's going on on the molecular cellular level that it's preventing us from putting a stop to this aging process or that's accelerating the aging process. So it's important just to keep abreast of this stuff and, and also to focus on this nutritional and the mental aspect. I think that it's important to also know that once you get old, you can still be young. You know, you can still be spry. You can still get around. I ran into a guy once who was 93 and he was walking 18 holes of golf every morning. And he was a lot younger than my grandmother who was in her 70s right? That didn't do much of exercise and stuff. So it's about state of mind and it's about keeping in shape and doing those things that are good for you. So you don't have to be debilitated when you get old. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think these things are really important to get out there and make people aware of. Um, But I noticed one thing that I was going to bring up is that there is a psychological barrier to these longevity aspects. I mean, people can hear all day long, this is what's going to make you live longer, what's going to give you more energy. This is what is going to make you, you know, when you're 90 years old, be able to walk uh, 18 holes of golf. But a lot of people have this block. And what happened like the other uh, week ago, I was out and I met these people and they thought I was like way younger than I am. And this happens pretty often that people are like, wow, I can't believe you're that old. And what's amazing to me is I very seldom hear them say, how do you do that? Or how do you eat? Do you work out? Nobody really asks any follow-up questions to that. It's almost like they look at me like, oh, you're just, you must just be totally lucky. And that's just how it is. And I think that comes back to fear of, oh my God, if I ask this guy, you know, what he does, I might have to start restricting my diet or or working out more or something that I don't want to do. Mm -hmm. Taking responsibility for your one's own health and fitness, right? Exactly. And I think that's the point that I wanted to get across is that, you know, this is the most important thing in the world. What is more important than your health? I mean, there's nothing because if you don't have your health, you have nothing. You're pretty much a goner. (laughs) Yeah. So, so I think that uh, I wanted to leave it at that. That's important. It's really key to, you know, focusing on not going with the flow, not just following the path of least resistance, but actually using an active-minded perspective to, you know, facilitate your own health and longevity. So I think that about wraps it up. If you like this podcast, you can visit us on iTunes or just go to our website, healthymindfitbody.com. You'll find the link to iTunes there in the show notes also. And uh, rate and or review the show. 
And to get your free audio gift that we're offering, uh, just go to healthymindfitbody.com, the upper right corner, enter in your name and email, and you'll instantly get the three pillars for achieving your perfect weight through the mind-body connection. It's a 20-minute audio, and I think that about wraps it up. That'll get you on course. Okay, to the future and to your longevity. Talk to you next week. See you next week. Let me tell you something, Sonny. <laughs> in my day. Back in my day. Yeah, it easy. <laughs> back in my day, we didn't have healthy mind fit bodies. <laughs> we ate our bread and we liked it. We just ate stale food and we drank water. Don't be an old fogey.